in to championship week. This is the Hit Stick Fantasy Football Podcast, and I am your host. That's Chris, not the quarterback, Sims, joined with me, the soulless canine. He's here. You get a title game. I get a title game. Everybody gets a title game. What's going what on, Rye Dog? The fuck is up, Denise? Playing for titles here. And then we got A1 Michael Seta, rocking zero hello. RB in the house. Hello, hello. Yes, I am still one for one. Still alive, baby. Let's go. Championship week. So what's going on? The championship week is here. It's a little bit. Of, it's like it's super exciting, but also low key depressing because, like, as we know, fantasy football will be done by the end of this weekend. And once fantasy football is done, that means shortly after the NFL season is done. But we are going to get NFL playoffs. So it'll be good. You know, good times here. Hopefully, everyone had a good Christmas. Enjoyed your holiday season. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty. I'm pretty amped up. I'm pretty pumped. So uh, credibility check per usual. Last week I was in four ti- four semifinal games. I have made it to the championship in three out of those four. Rye Dog, where are you sitting? Uh, I was in three semifinals games, and I will be playing in two championships. And said I went one for one. Yep, one for one, baby. Nice. So all of us got something to play. We do have a guaranteed hit stick title on the way, as Ryan and I are meeting in a title game here. And I'm uh, sorry. Which one? Superflex. Superflex Dynasty League. Yep, and I, I hate to break it to you, Ryan, but uh, your uh, tyrant reign, it ends. It's over. We're tired of it. The league is I done. Mean, you won last I bet, year. It's I've done. been sitting on the throne for a year. And it's and done. And I don't plan on getting off. I'm, your time is up. It's time for you to be dethroned and thrown back to, you know, the ground level or whatever you want to go with there. So, <laughs> yeah. Get on the ground. Next, next year is my year. That's, There's always next year. That's a, Spoken like a true Browns fan. So. Yep. Burned into our language. Yeah. Yep. You're on to Cincinnati. So, anyway, with such a big week hanging the ballot here, um, you know where to find us at Hitstick Fantasy on Twitter, Instagram, everything. Twitter is the best one to reach us on. That is where we are the most interactive. Um, please, by all means, send us any questions that you have in terms of your championship matchup. This is, you know, why we're here. We have powered through the entire season, and now you, you're fighting for all the chips here. So get at us. I'm at Hitstick Chris if you want to talk to me personally. Ryan, where you at? I'm at the real Ryan Long. At Michael underscore Soda. And as always, please uh, like and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's very uh, helpful for us. Also, please subscribe and follow on Spotify. It's very much um, appreciated. We got a lot to dive into here today um, as we get everything ready for our championship week. Um, But I wanted to just kick things off with just a quick little fun question. Just kind of, you know, get the juices flowing here, get us in a little bit of an argumentative mood like we like to be in. And this has been a question that um, I've gotten a lot of mixed answers throughout my years of playing fantasy. I have people that are like, absolutely fuck no, never in a million years. I will not do this. You will not ever see me like agreeing to, which, spoiler alert, I'm talking about splitting the pot in your fantasy championship games. Taking that money and dividing it into, you know, calling it a split with your other owner and playing for bragging rights and all that good stuff. So what's your guys' viewpoints on that? Because, like I said, I've seen people that are like, I'm all for it all the time. I've seen people that are like, absolutely not, never. Yeah, I you didn't, you know, grow up with that participation trophy nonsense, okay? This isn't the USSR. We play for winners and losers, and you get to earn it like a man and or a woman, 
however you want. And that's how it goes. No splitting it. That's some nonsense. I would never go with it. Yeah. Never I'm agree a- to it. And the the whole thing is, like, as much as you want to say, like, oh, it still means something if I'm going to win, it still loses a little bit of an edge because you know the one of the main victories was the cash on top of it. Yeah, you still get a good amount of cash, though, depending on how big your league is and how big the league fee is. That's my, I mean, yeah. I, I always offer, because personally, it's not about the money for me. It's about beating and humiliating my friends and making them look stupid and giving something that I can talk shit about for the rest of the year. I agree with you, Seth. I was never on board with the participation trophy thing ever. Fortunately, when I split the pot, I still get the trophy when I win. The loser doesn't get a trophy. They just get a little bit, well, getting to, and my, like, mindset behind it is like getting to the championship game is pretty hard. There's a lot of luck that goes into it. There's a lot of fighting. So for me, it's nice. Both owners get a good little payout, but the winner still gets that trophy. The trophy doesn't get cut in half. All all I'm saying is in my league of record and in the league of the one that you would play for like the most seriousness, the most shit talking, you would get shit talked the entire off season about how you didn't win the championship, even whoever won, because we're going to say you split it. No, well, I'm not going to care. I'm still going to have the title under my name, so you're not taking that away from me. I'm right in the middle of you two. I am not somebody who's going to go out and offer a split in every championship game I'm in. I am fine with, you know, going for the top cash prize every time, but I'm also opening open to listening to offers. Like, we we can say this on public right now. Me and Chris decided to split. Yeah, we in did. Our I don't super care. Flex. He hit me up Delusion. before the games were even over. He's like, hey, if we both make the championships, we were pl- almost playing for two championships uh, in Dynasty Leagues. I lost my week, so we didn't get to split both leagues. He hit me up. He said, are you down to split? And I said, yes, I am down to split. I'm fine for doing the, the shit talking as the top prize. But also, if I'm in a league, especially like a redraft one or a league where I'm in with like I do a Reddit league every year where I join, you know, it's a cash op cash uh, prize and everything. I'm not going to split with some stranger. I wouldn't no, split gonna... with a stranger either. I'll split with a friend. Like if it's a home league where I like know the person, that's when I'm down to split. But I'm with you on that. If it's just, if I don't know the dude, I'm not going to split. Fuck yeah, you. I'm not, I'm not listening to a split. No, I'm, no. I'm taking your money guy from across the country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, Every day plus Sunday. You guys are the kind of guy who goes to Subway, gets a foot long and splits it with your buddy. No, me I'm not. on the other hand, I'm eating the whole foot long. We're okay? talking. All right, Sorry. we're talking. No, 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 no. I'm eating the whole foot long. You first of all, you, you're talking about food now. I don't share food with anybody. My own fucking girlfriend doesn't touch my French fries when I have one of those, which is probably why I don't have one right now. But I also have more French fries, so fuck that bitch. But <laughs> so no, I don't split food. You don't. You're not touching my sub. Like get out of here with that. But no money. That's it. Always comes back. Yeah, I feel like in the leagues, especially the ones that we're playing against each other in these championship games, it is more about the bragging rights than anything. But, you know, especially in redraft leagues, I don't know if I'd split in a redraft league. I am more fine with one of those being like an every year top competition, whereas Dynasty is really a lot of luck. You can build a good team like Chris did in the league, and I just whooped his ass this last week and knocked him out of the playoffs. Chris has a legit top tier dynasty team he yeah, is so do together you, hey we're gonna adventures of fantasy football we're to throw that in exactly yeah, so dude. like i'm okay with a split you act like you don't have a super team in that league as well you did just as good a of a job team. as trade raping your brother as i did so i don't even want to hear it 
All right, let's not drop the hard R word over it's here fantasy. on the podcast. That is a term in fantasy. I don't want to hear that. Another but, term is ass whooping, which is what I handed you. Well, I mean, that's fine, but you're about to get payback for it this week in Superflex. I'd have loved to hand it to you in two leagues, but unfortunately, you couldn't make the cut in Dino 2. So You won by decimal points hey, in a Dino A win two. is a win, my decimal friend. Decimal points. Tom Brady's last throw <laughs> got you me that tub. It did the same thing for me to keep me going in uh, Superflex. No, that's why I'm a little bit scared. I feel like the Tom Brady's teams are the teams of destiny right now. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't believe it. It was like the same exact fashion because the week before in Superflex, you won on Tom Brady's last throw of the game. I was at my holiday party with both of my cousins, and they were. I was playing my little cousin Kevin, and he had Fournette. I had Brady and Godwin, and it looked to be sealed. And then as that game went on, it did not look to be sealed. And I'm just like, I'm gonna fucking lose this game. This is unbelievable. I I, I walked into this game down four with a quarterback and a wider and his number one wide receiver. And he's got a washed up running back who is tearing it up. And is also playing on a Liz Frank injury. Spoiler alert to the news. But like, I'm like, I'm fucked. This is, this is done. This is terrible. So I made the decision that I needed to change the feng shui. I told my family to fuck off and I left that party and I went home and I watched it in the comfort on my couch. And then everything changed. And Brady looked at the screen. And he's like, I got you, Chris. And then he started throwing bombs. And then on that last throw, it gave me like a point four point win. I don't know. It was, it was super close, but thank you, Tom Brady. Good That's why goat. he's the goat. He is the goat. So anyway, let's go ahead and uh, bridge forward here into the news. That's enough bragging about our own personal stuff here. And uh, we'll dive right into it. So, um, cause there's a good amount of it. That's definitely uh, effective to a lot of the stuff that you're working on here. So uh, Christian Watson, Dealing with a hip injury almost cost me a chip in uh, my one of my other leagues, uh, but he—I uh, don't know if he's going to play or not. To be honest with you guys, it's something to monitor. If he does play, are you just business usual, willing to put him back in your lineup? Uh, I mean, I don't know about business as usual, but if he's you know not one of your top three best options, yeah, you kind of have to. Uh, he yeah, I feel like he's really cooled off since his like kind of coming out party when he went off for 20 plus points for like three straight weeks. So it would definitely good be, looks. yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but coming off the injury as well, that's two different factors where he he's not targets. on fire anymore and he's injured. He did have eight targets. And if he does play, the matchup is pure fire. It's Minnesota who has been one of the worst ranked secondaries in the league to put this into context, Michael Pittman on the Colts, which we all saw the Colts on Monday night and how bad they look right now. Michael Pittman carved them up. So Minnesota has been, and this, is, and this game has playoff implications for both teams. Minnesota's trying to get the one seed, and Green Bay's just trying to make it to the party. So I think I'd be willing to trust Christian Watson if uh, he ends up playing. Now, if he doesn't play, are you going to look other ways, like Alan Lazard or like Romeo Dobbs or whatever you want to call him? I'm fine with Lazard. Dobbs I'd definitely be way more concerned about. Yeah. Yeah, it, it'll be. Um, yeah, I'm the same way. I, I think I can agree with that. So anyway, uh, keep your eye on him and see, you know, as the news uh, progresses throughout the week, if he's on the field or not. Uh, a guy that I do not expect to be on the field, though, uh, Tua is now, uh, Tua turned the ball over, is now going into his third concussion on the season. And hey, take it easy, insulting my boy who got me to a championship, even with all the turnovers, okay? Hey, I didn't insult him. I just said what he did on Sunday. Or yeah, on Sunday. That that that's what he did. I, I I'm not insulting him. I'm just saying what he did. 
The man had yeah, a lot of conspiracies. Yeah, a lot of conspiracies coming out saying he got concussed on that hit that keeps showing up on all these replays we see on Twitter where he smacked his head on the ground, played the second half through those three picks, did not look good. Now he's in concussion protocol again. It's I kind of agree with all the hot takes people are saying where they should shut him down for the year just for his own personal health. That's three concussions, two reported, but three concussions on the year that we can like clearly see. And, you know, for the personal, you know, life preservability of him, he should be shut down for the year. I don't think he plays this week for whatever it's worth. I, I mean, not with the way concussion protocol has been this year. I, re- I really don't see how he's on the field. So make um, adjustments on that. I know that sucks for you, Seta, because you have, do you have a good replacement in that league? No, I uh, play in the waiver wire. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll take a look. Hey, Mike White might be there. Um, but, you know, obviously uh, this is this is a little bit of a downgrade, though, for guys like Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, is it not? Uh, I mean, they're they're so good. They I, are good. I, mean, I, I, would, downgrade them. I would still say it's a little bit of a downgrade. It's, it's I mean, no good. matter no matter who they put in there, it's not going to be the full offense. It'll be Teddy Bridgewater who's going to be starting under center. So yeah. and he's not not the greatest quarterback. So I mean, that does kind of suck. Ryan and I are both in situations where we are dependent on Tyree Kill in a title game right now. So um, hopefully, hopefully he gets past it. So, uh, but yeah, the, a little bit of a downgrade for those two in my opinion. And then the running game might get a bit of a boost. Unfortunately, good luck trying to decipher which running back to play because they seem to be in a full-blown 50-50 timeshare. So, um, anyway, going forward here uh, to we have another uh, – well, so let's touch base on the big – the you know, elephant in the room, the big dog. Uh, Derrick Henry dealing with a hip injury. And um, I personally do not think he's going to suit up this week. I just think that the writing's kind of on the wall. If you were not aware of this, this game this week for Tennessee – in a crazy turn of events means literally nothing to them. They could lose this game and still win the division next week. They don't really have a shot in the wild cards race because of just the way the teams that they've lost to and stuff like that. But this game is literally worthless. I don't see it's a short week for them. They play on Thursday. I don't see why they would risk having Derrick Henry get hurt even more having players that are also banged up, get hurt even more. I think they're going to rest a lot of their starters and I think they're going to let Malik Willis just air this ball out. They know they got to beat Jacksonville next week. They know they're going to have to do that with Malik Willis. They got to put him in some pressure situations. Very unfortunate because Derrick Henry was obviously a major part of your team if you made it to the title game with him. But, I mean, what's your guys' thoughts here? Weigh in on this. Do you think he's going to suit up? Because I don't. I don't think so either. I think you're kind of screwed if you're a Derrick Henry owner. You better go and grab, who is it, Hilliard? uh, From what I'm hearing, Hassan Haskins would be the guy to add. Hassan Haskins. So, I mean, if you're especially because running back such a starving position to be in in a championship week, you better go get his backup if you have to play him. I will say a good pivot option if he's there. Not likely that he is, but if he just just check because you never know. If you could find Tyler Algier for the Atlanta Falcons, he has been getting a lot of carries and he has been looking very good. And Dontrell Hilliard is on IR, so it would absolutely be Hassan Haskins. So yeah, look for Hassan Haskins. The direct hand, the direct handcuff should get a lot of work. And I would say if you could find a guy like Tyler Algier, that would be a good pickup. Um, there's, I think there's a few. I mean, just just look at your waiver wire. If you want, like I said, find us on Twitter. If you want to take a screenshot of what's available on your waiver wire and just message us personally or just tweet at us, and uh, we'll let you know who we think are the best replacement options for you, depending on matchup and stuff like that. 
So very unfortunate, though. Um, Justin Fields was another quarterback that dealt with an injury. I'm not really sure if he's going to miss time. Um, he didn't. I don't think he he did finish the game, from what I remember. I mean, I didn't get to see too much of that game personally. Um, from what I'm reading on the sleeper report here, it's looking like he will not be shut down. Uh, but just something to keep an eye on. You know, I mean, Justin Fields has been taking a lot of bad hits, been getting banged up a good amount here. So uh, just you know, might want to monitor him. I, I still think I'd be comfortable playing him. Well, how do you guys feel on that? I mean, a decent matchup against Detroit. Yeah, I'm still playing him if he's suiting up. Yeah, if he's getting a start for sure, I'm playing him. Yeah, yeah, he's been too good. He's one of those players that's like you've got here with him, so you might as well ride or die with him. And then uh, last bit of injury news that I personally have here is uh, Jamal Williams running back for the Detroit Lions, the guy that uh, you know screws over all the DeAndre Swift shares. He dealt with an injury in the game um, on Sunday. Or no, it was, on, it was a Saturday game. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to miss time. I've not gotten any updates on that. Uh, from what I'm seeing, it doesn't. nothing's kind of like popped up, but just, just keep an eye on it because if he were to miss time, that might make Swift a little bit more in play. It's been very hard to decipher that backfield period. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'd be comfortable with either of those guys right now. If Jamal missed time, I would be comfortable with Swift. So, and to put that in context, if Jamal misses this game, I'm probably going to be starting DeAndre Swift in a championship game. So, fair enough. That's unfortunately where it's at. But uh, that was pretty much all of the news there. Um, just outside of uh, just you know some non fantasy related stuff, uh, we did lose. We lost a man, uh, Nathaniel Hackett or Hackett, the Denver oh Broncos coach. Couldn't hack it as a head coach. No, he could not. He has been you know. I mean, when you get roasted by Patrick Starr live on TV, that's kind of like a sign that it's time for you to go. So, when you get fired in your first, not you don't even get to finish your first year as head coach after you just got like a quote unquote superstar quarterback on your team, and you were supposed to be competing in your division, and you just absolutely shit the bed all year. It didn't look like he had a clue what he was doing. So, probably the best choice by the Broncos to do that, but they still kept their GM for some reason. You know. I was thinking about this earlier today at work. I, I would, like, who would want that job? As the, Like, they, they tried to give it to the defensive coordinator as the interim head coach. He said no. He said, I'm going to stick with the defense. But, like, who would want to take over that locker room? That, the entire majority of the team strongly seems to dislike Russell Wilson, who, in my opinion, looks visibly washed. Like, I, I just, this is now... Because it's not like he, I mean, you can't even say it's his one year because he looked kind of rough his last year in Seattle too. So, and then they're tied to him. They, they are stuck to Russell Wilson for at least the next three seasons, if not longer. From what I remember, it's like until it's a 2000. five-year deal. Yeah, and it's like 2027. And like, it's not, there's not really a great buyout window for them to get out. So no. you got to join this. You got to try to fix this team with a broken locker room and no draft picks yeah, and no money to spend because your quarterback's taking up 40 millions a year out of that. They are in borderline cap hell and draft pick hell. They are going to be a terrible team for years to come unless Russ gets it together. And a new coach could do that. Uh, I've heard people like rumor talking about like Sean Payton going there, but Sean Payton apparently wants Vic Fangio as his defensive coordinator. Vic Fangio is not going to want to go back to Denver after he was just their head coach and then be their defensive coordinator. Well, they'd also have to trade for Sean Payton. And with the offers that other teams are getting for Sean Payton, I don't think Denver can match it. The other teams are offering first round picks. Denver doesn't have that. Yeah. It's 
I still think, though, if you are an offensive-minded coach, you still think you would go in there and work with Russell Wilson and have a solid situation because there are still pieces. I disagree that that team's going to be bad for a few years. I mean, I don't think Russell's a bad quarterback, and I don't think he's ever going to be a bad quarterback until he retires. So I, I still think it's a decent situation. I think it's – Hackett was so terrible, and that offense was so terrible. And if you get someone that's even semi-competent, I think you're going to see a major boost with all of their play on offense. That could be true because they have the weapons to do it. They've got great receivers. They've got you know their best running back went on IR with a torn ACL a couple weeks into the season, and then they shipped off Melvin Gordon. So there's a lot of room for improvement on that team. And that defense is okay. You know, it kind of sucks that they shipped off Bradley Chubb, but they're still a decent defense. They've got good players there too. So it's not the worst situation for a new head coach to walk into. It's a shitty situation because your room for improvement is just so small. You don't have the money and you don't have the draft pick. So you got to take what you have there and make it into a contender in a division that has the Kansas City Chiefs and the LA Chargers who are actually now a playoff team finally. Yes. Yeah, my, my issue is more like, with the locker room situation because the team visibly, they have such a good defense there and you can just tell there is so much tension between a lot of the teammates and the quarterback. So then like, that's just hard. That's hard to get past. So that that's like my yeah, I, I need a head, good head coach for to fix I that mean, issue. The, the whole thing is winning cures all like it. The team loved Baker and Cleveland when we were winning and they hated him when we were losing. And that's just what happens. If, that team was not four and ten, then there wouldn't be that much fracture in the locker room because there would be some winning going on. And that's what's gonna cure all. So if they have a decent head coach who makes them not terrible, then I think that would kind of fix a lot of the problems they have. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens with that team over the next few years, that's for sure. So and our last little bit of news here is uh JJ Watt has come out and announced that he is going to retire at the end of the season. Not very fantasy relevant, but just, um, you know, ending of an era. He was uh, one of uh, the most dominant defensive edge rushers that we've seen in, you know, our recent years of watching football. So, uh, Ever. Yeah. He, he might be the best defensive player ever he's, in the NFL. He's pretty high and up there. prime, he's up there. Yeah. Like, he's he's good. I mean, that's – so, uh, respect to that man. You know, hopefully he has a good, good uh, after, you know, post-career. Uh, what the fuck am I trying to say here? Hopefully he has a good retirement. So, but it was also it was very fun watching him over the years. So, and uh, let's go ahead and start, you know, talking here about some stuff that can actually help you in your leagues here. So, I wanted to ask you guys this question before we like dive into everything. Give me your quote unquote league winner so far throughout the postseason. Who was the guy that, against all odds, kind of showed up and balled out and is on a lot of championship rosters right now? Uh, the guy for me personally would be Jarek McKinnon. I figured you'd say that one. Somebody who he had a little bit of a down week last week, still found the end zone. So he put up a solid line, but he was RB one the two weeks before that. So he's definitely like the dark horse, like candidate, I think. What about you, Sadam? Yeah, for me, um, aside from the guys I drafted in like the first two rounds, uh, George Kittle is the guy who has been balling for me and he's on my championship uh, team right now. So I think that's a good one, especially because of the downplay of like the rest of that position. Like George Kittle has been a huge asset those last few weeks. 
Yeah, mine is actually a guy that's not on like my team. I, ironically, I'm playing against him in two title games, which kind of sucks. But I'm going to give props and respect where it's due, and that's James Conner for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. He, I mean, with the start to the year that he had, he was basically written off and left for dead. If you managed to buy low on him in the middle of the season or if you managed to fight through it and make the playoffs with him, despite the bad matchups, despite losing their best quarterback, like, they're, you know, like a lot of bad things have happened to the Cardinals. And James Conner is still just here, shining bright as ever and getting, you know, touchdowns and getting a significant amount of work. He has, he's been phenomenal this postseason. So that's, that's, some, that's a guy that I think has been a real league winner so far this year. We'll see if it, uh, he can complete it. Hopefully not. But anyway, uh, so I got this question for you guys here, and we're going to talk a little Jalen Hurts, who after the, Cow- or after the Cowboys beat the Eagles now, uh, we know that basically the NFC is a little bit more opened up. The, uh, both the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Vikings, I believe, all have shots at um, the number one seed. So the Eagles do have something to play for here. And they did say that, you know, they are going to have, Jalen Hurts is going to push to play this week. So my question to you is if Jalen Hurts is active, are you trusting him in your lineup? 100%. I'm not, I'm not playing him over essentially any quarterback, unless you happen to have like, you know, one of the other top, top tier guys. Like it's, it's Jalen Hurts or bust. What if you had like Dak Prescott? Would you start Dak Prescott over him? I'm still playing Hurts. I agree. And I mean, he's playing good matchup. Well, decent matchup, New Orleans. Uh, but you know, I mean, he look—he got you here. He is, if he's good enough to be on that field, he's good enough to be in that lineup. I know there's some concern. Like, what if they get ahead of them real early and he gets benched at halftime? That's been a concern for the Eagles this entire season. Yeah, so. if they're up super big by halftime, it's because Jalen Hurts probably already has 25 fantasy points for you. Yeah, and you're probably yeah. And, and quarterback is a different kind of beast when it comes to injuries. Like, if they're starting they're most likely going to play the whole game. That's a lot different than a running back or a receiver where they already have players ready to go playing that position throughout the game. So I think quarterback's a little safer if he's getting the start. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He'd be in my lineup 100%. Do you guys have any players that you want to touch base on before I bring back a fan, fa- a fan favorite segment here? Go ahead. Bring it back. Any questions? All right. All right. Let's go ahead. I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. That's right. It's Are You Freaking Out, Man, back one last time here. Uh, And just to clarify for our listeners, we will have an episode next week. We will be uh, doing a recap of the season. We'll be breaking some things down, talking about, you know, some fantasy MVPs on the year. We'll probably be talking some shit, you know, to each other and having a good time with that, depending on, you know, which side of the coin you're on. But these are some – this is – this is a different edition. This is different than your usual Are You Freaking Out, Man? Because all the players listed in this segment right now are quote-unquote studs. Guys that you would not ever think about benching, but have not quite lived up to what you would hope they would do in the fantasy playoffs. So I got five guys here. We're going to talk about it. And I'm not talking about burgers. I'm talking about NFL players. And uh, we're going to go down the list here. Let's kick things off with Seth's favorite player in the entire league. He loves this man. He's got a fat head of him on his ceiling, so his face is the first thing that he sees when he wakes up every morning. You probably already guessed it at home. I'm talking about Josh Jacobs, running back for the Raiders. RB1 on the season has not been RB1 of the postseason. And now, after basically, I mean, what what did he do the first week? Because I know he wasn't that great last week, but I don't think he was that good in week one. of 10 the carries, 57 yards. 
He's been very mid, to say the least. And now he's going into San Francisco. Not a good matchup at all. The Raiders seem to be a dumpster fire. Derek Carr loves throwing interceptions now. And so I don't think you're going to bench Josh Jacobs. I, I just, I, I, I'm not going to. But, like, what are you expecting from him this week in a tough matchup? Is this going to affect, like, your other parts of your roster placement? Are you maybe looking for more upside in your flex to possibly wash out the mid-game that you might get from your superstar running back? No, you're still playing your superstar running back. Yeah, if it wasn't Josh Jacobs' name and it was the RB1 on the season, this would not be a question for me. Uh, so it's unfair for me to answer because it's about Josh Jacobs because I'd be like, no, cut him. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, you got to start him. It's RB1. It doesn't matter. Yeah, live and die with it at that point. Like, RB1. Yeah. And End of story. End of statement. No, that's fair. I, I, I get it. And, I mean, it's it's not – I I even said, like, I can't remember if it was a tweet or if I said it on the podcast. I, I was worried about – him being the guy that disappoints you in the playoffs. Like, there, every year there's always a few studs that just completely, like, bottom out. And I was worried about it being him just because they've already put so much mileage on him this year. You can kind of tell he's getting worn out. And then on top of it, this team is just running out of tricks. Like, Derek Carr is – I don't know what's going on with him, but he does not. Did you see that him. interview with him after the game? No, I didn't. What do you say? Uh, he sounds like he is ready to get the fuck out of Vegas. Wow. I'm gonna have to watch that. Does it like what? What makes you say that? He oh, the was, shitty body language. Shit, like he was just like you know shitty game plan. Shitty like stuff like that. Like it did not sound good. Did he actually which also say sounds like it could be plan? like you know he, 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 to like not he run him in the He kept saying that he was just sick of coming in and working hard every week and seeing other people work hard and seeing no winning because of it. And he's been around here for four years and it's been a lot of the same thing. Jeez. I thought, you know, I did, I did hear about that, but I thought that was Josh Jacobs that said that, not Derek Carr. No, it was Josh Jacobs that said that. Oh, see, I thought you were saying Derek Carr. I'm sorry. I, I, I did hear about that. The second you said what he said, I was like, yeah, I do think Josh Jacobs leaves. I, or I think he tries to leave. I think he gets franchise tagged. But we've already I don't think he gets franchise. You don't franchise tag a running back, oh, especially when too. you're with that team. I, I just don't see it. He, he'll be on a new team next year. Yeah, so, but this year... Or for right now, it's, you know, I'm not going to press the relax button because I'm not relaxed on him. I might press the relax button on the next one. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. That's Stephon Diggs, who was dominating and has really fizzled out. He's part of the reason that, you know, luckily one of the leagues I have him in, I'm still alive, and I desperately need him to do something this week because I'm going against Josh Allen. But... Diggs has been underwhelming in the playoffs here. So are, do you guys have any concerns? Like, talk to me about Diggs here. Uh, my biggest concern with him is he's not seeing targets either. Yeah. yeah Two targets I last week. I don't care. I still, I'm not worried. I mean, it's Diggs. It's Josh Allen. Number one offense. Number one receiver. Tied to the number one quarterback. Yeah, there's going to be some off weeks. But there's no way it, there's no ounce in my body that would make me not start Stefan Diggs this week in yeah. the championship. Oh yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And to clarify, I don't think, like I said, I don't think you're, you're not going to bench any of the, there, there's a might be one out of the players that I'm going to talk about right here. I don't think you're benching any of these guys, but it's just really like, you know, what kind of game are you like going to expect from them? And like the reason I bring it up is like, 
you adjust like the smaller parts of your roster based around the big hitters on your team. Like, for example, if I'm expecting a mid or a decent, not a big game from my superstar, I might swing a little bit more for the fences on who I'm putting in my flex. Stuff like that. So and that's kind of why, like I said, I'm not benching Diggs. But you kind of got to raise an eyebrow at the fact that, you know, he only has a combined 11 targets over the last two weeks. And now the one silver lining that you have here, though, this game that he's playing is in Cincinnati. So shouldn't have to deal with that Buffalo weather. I don't know what the weather report's like in Cincy, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as what Buffalo's been dealing with. So I know the weather around here is supposed to get, you know, in Cleveland, a kind of decent towards the end of the week. Usually Ohio is somewhat similar. So hopefully, hopefully you get some decent weather for this game for him to actually get loose and get open. So going up against Cincinnati, you're expecting big numbers. If I got Steph Diggs, I'm expecting 20 plus points because of the matchup. AFC top opponents going at it, playoff implications, first round buy implications. This is a big game. And so that would be more of the answer to your question, Chris, is what I would be expecting from Steph Diggs this week. Yep. God, I hope you're right. We need a Joe. We need a shootout in that game because I'm starting Joe Burrow and Josh Allen in champion. I'm playing against Josh Allen in championship weeks, but I'm starting him in one too. So we just need T. Higgins and Stephon Diggs and Joe Burrow to all combine for 150 points. And Jamar Chase, just just take the day off, buddy. You, you earned it. You earned I'm it. cool with I'm cool with that. Okay. I got T. Higgins. Yeah, just go chill. Just go chill on the bench. Go get yourself a glizzy like you like to you know have on the sideline and enjoy enjoy. You Remember what Jamar did last year in the championship game when he put up like 50 points? I thought that was the week. Yeah, but that was the Joe Burrow was also a part of that. So, and you're playing against Joe Burrow too. So, fine. Quarterback gets more, or wide receiver gets more points than quarterback. That's fine because T. Higgins is going to get involved too, buddy. I got my eye on you. You're going yeah, down. Yeah, we'll see about that. You're Jamar Chase, 50 down. point game coming inbound. Nah, Joe Burrow. A lot of, lot of handoffs to him. Handoffs to Jamar Chase. He's not the running back. It's not Joe Mixon. It does so. it all. All right, so but we're, we agree we're we're fine. So we're fine on Diggs here. What about another stud receiver, Devontae Adams, who is on this Raiders team that we've been talking about? A lot of Raiders on this list, and Devontae has been. I mean, what did he get? Two points last week, Ryan? Because you had a. Yeah. He, unfortunately, he let you down big time. He did let me down big time, but you know the positive thing about him, which is not the positive thing that we've seen from Diggs the past few weeks, is he's still seeing nine targets the past two games. They've only translated to four catches and two catches for like 28 and 15 yards and no touchdowns. So yeah, shitty stat lines, but the looks are there and the looks will continue to be there because that's Derek Carr's boy. Yeah. Less confident with him. I'd be predicting like 10 points from Devontae. And that's what I would plan the rest of my lineup around is him getting me about 10 points this week. So you'd be swinging more for the fences on your flex option. Probably. I mean, that San Francisco matchup, I realize that they're, they've been pretty bad against wideouts. They're a good team. The secondary's all banged up. They are a good team, though. They got a good pass rush, and they got a good team. Bet they do. So, always a little bit concerning there. Uh, so, anyway, um, nobody that we're uh, really... but I mean, so, I guess in terms, Seta, you're kind of... I'm freaking out, man. In terms of Devontae Adams, because 10 points... For Adams, that that is yeah. I think I think it's the same thing I've been worried about all year with him is just inconsistent quarterback play and inconsistent overall offense play by the Raiders as a team. So, I mean, I'm not saying he can't give you the a two touchdown game like he's given you this season, but I I wouldn't be planning for that at this point, seeing what we've seen as of recently with this offense. Yeah, 
I, I think I could agree with that. I, I am a little he's definitely one of the players I'm more concerned about on this list. So uh let's go ahead and move forward here. And I got Justin Herbert for the LA Chargers. All year long, we were waiting for him to get his weapons back. He got those weapons back, and then we were like, when he gets them back, he's gonna have five star matchups in the playoffs. Well, those five star matchups are happening. And uh, look, he looks if you watch the games, he looks good. Like he looks fine. The yards are there, the touchdowns are not. They've been running the ball when they get on the goal line. They've been running the ball when they get in the red zone. Eckler's been feasting, but Burrow is not contributing in that. Um, Burrow is a quarterback you could possibly. Herbert? Oh, yeah, my bad. I've been arguing. Got Burrow on the mind? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Herbert is a guy that, you know, you could pivot off him if you needed to. And um, I'm so I'm curious, like, what's your guys' thoughts here for Justin Herbert? Uh, Herbert? Herbert has been, like, the biggest anomaly quarterback ever. Like you said, like, dude, like there's been so many games that I had him in where he threw the ball 50 plus times and got me like 10 points because it was just all yards. And it just doesn't make any sense. I I mean, I would be worried. Like I would definitely be worried. I, I don't know if you would have gotten this far starting only one quarterback with Herbert in the championship. Like I would be worried and I'm surprised you made it this far. Yeah, I mean, he's been over in the, the first – he has a combined 17 points in six-point passing touchdown leagues in the playoffs so far. Hasn't had a touchdown the last two weeks? No, he's not, and that's that's the problem. Is That's really all it is, is do you believe they're going to get in the end zone? They're playing the Rams, not the greatest defense, not the worst defense, though, for sure. Like, the Rams do – I don't know I don't know if Aaron Donald's going to be back or not. I'm pretty sure he's just done. But no, he's, he's still he's shut down. You still have Jalen Ramsey. Yeah who's been burned a decent amount this year. And but Bobby Wagner, who's been a stud. Wagner is really good. I agree with that. Um, so what are you pivoting off Herbert at this point? Like, would you look to stream? Would you go as far as starting a guy like Mike White, who is now going to be active for the Jets, over a guy like Justin Herbert? No, because can you do you think it's realistic that any of our, any of these teams in the championship have him? If that if that's the case, I feel like you gotta ride it out. Because I would not be able to make a switch to any of these guys. On the waiver wire, aside from literally injury, and that's it. What about Agreed Jared Goff? I'm still going Herbert. Still Herbert's going Herbert. the best bet to get 300 yards out of like any quarterback in the league. And, you know, sometimes touchdowns do or do not come with that. So you're taking the bet with the surefire. I'm going to throw the ball 40 times. I'm going to approach 300 yards. And maybe it'll be three touchdowns. Maybe it'll be zero. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of one of those guys that you got to ride or die on. So, um, but... It, it is tough, though. And I, there are teams that have him, because I'm one of them. But granted, that is super flex. I've, I've had Burrow as well. But, yeah, see, the, I knew I knew it had, there had to be something behind it. I knew that's why, that's why I threw the caveat in one quarterback leagues if you were starting him all the time. Because I also had him, and I was it was in a two-quarterback league, but I had Tua as well. So Tua was able to kind of carry me along for a few weeks while Herbert wasn't doing so good. But if you had like Higgins and CD lamb and like, cause a lot of players went off last week. Like it is very possible that you could have survived Herbert's dud game and moved a lot forward. Of quarterbacks had dud games. Yes. And that's true. A lot of quarterbacks did. I mean, Dak had a good week. Who uh, was the QB one last week? Was it Dak? Um, I don't know who was the kill. I can find out. It might've been Joe Burrow, to be honest. Last week, probably like the, you're talking about in the semifinals. Let's see. It probably was Joe Burrow if we're talking semifinals because he went off. It was Dak Prescott. Was it? Dak Prescott, Derek Goff, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Gardner Minshew. Those were your top five last week. 
Gardner. Hey, Minshew. shout out Gardner Minshew. Gotta though. love Gardner. That's gonna be my starting quarterback if Hurts doesn't play. So can't go wrong with that. Nope. All right, so I got one more guy here. I'm basically just reading off uh, Ryan's roster in a league. Um, we're gonna talk DeAndre Hopkins, who really let you down. And if you were yeah. dependent on him, I mean, did he did he even score? Did he get anything? Was it a full goose? Uh, he saw a nice ten targets that translated into one catch for four yards. It's Not that was bad. abysmal. And that's what you get out of backup, backup quarterbacks. Trace McSorley, not great, Bob. And he could not hit Hopkins at all. He would look his way a lot. Obviously, 10 targets is a lot in a game, in a close game that they could have beat Tampa Bay in for a dog shit team like Arizona is. And they just could not find their best receiver at all. So I, if there's anybody I'm freaking out about on this list, DeAndre Hopkins is number one overall, 101 every day of the week. That's a problem. Seeing 10, 11, 11 targets the past three weeks, great opportunity, but they are not good real opportunities. They are bad opportunities. I, I'm very concerned. Are you going to go as far as to bench a guy like DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, in this league that we're talking about specifically, I have DJ Moore on the bench who has actually looked great the past few weeks. So I might be making that pivot just because situation kind of makes me. That's 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 crazy. I never thought I'd see those days. I'm not as concerned as you are. My and my reasoning for being not as concerned is I think the Colt McCoy comes back. And Colt McCoy is an upgrade from Trace McSorley. I realize Colt McCoy is not an ideal, but he yeah. can't stay on the field either. Yeah. I I mean, hey, that that's a tough call. It really is. I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. They do get the matchup against Atlanta, which I do love. So. Yeah, Atlanta like is I like they need to figure out like what they just fucking die. Like they surprise teams all the like, they're they trying to okay they're trying real hard to die. <laughs> I don't know if they are. Said, are you worried about Hopkins at all? Yeah, I mean, I would be a little bit worried, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I I don't think I I still would have confidence if Cole McCoy comes back to start DJ Moore over him. If I was in that case, what about a but, guy like Garrett Wilson? Oh no, no, Garrett Wilson all day over him. Okay. With, with especially especially yeah. with Mike White. Yeah. He's averaging 22 points a game with yeah, Mike White. That's why I brought his name up cuz that that is that is a realistic situation somebody might be in this week. So. Anyway, uh, that was one last are you freaking out man for this season and uh you guys want to close things out here with our hits of the week? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Championship week, hits of the week. Ah! Yeah, easy killer. I am not gonna calm down. All right, I'm calm. Slightly. All right, let's go ahead. Let's bridge things in with the quarterback position here. I'll kick things off, and I'm going with Brock Purdy going up against the Raiders. I like what Brock's been doing. He gets the ball to the playmakers and lets them do the work. He throws it to CMC. He throws it to George Kittle. He throws it to Ayuk, and they take the ball for a very long amount of yards and score touchdowns. And if you're if you're hurting at the quarterback position, and he's sitting there, I think that's your um, that's your bailout. So I definitely like Brock Purdy as one of the kind of like the the fringe options this week. I'm in on that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he's my favorite guy out on the waiver wire, honestly. Sada, you want to talk about your quarterback? Yeah, honestly, and the only other guy on the waiver wire I like is the guy I picked, and that's Mr. Mike White. And uh apologize, my dog is coming ham. 
in the background right now. But um, I like both these guys' matchups this week. They've played decent so far when they've played. So I like Purdy and Mike White if you're in the Tua situation where you have to kind of pivot off of that. Does your pup agree with this take? Um, no, she's upset with all those takes. She's just mad that Tua got hurt. Ah, understandable. Big Tua fan. Over Did she here. have Tua I in agree. one of her leagues? Yeah, yeah. but it's uh, she's in the toilet bowl. She's, she's not playing for championships. But she probably <laughs> enjoys that, so. Ryan, who's your quarterback? Uh, yeah, I went a little bit more conventional here, and I'm going with Kirk Cousins. Uh, quarterback eight on the season, you know, they are one game closer to that number one seed overall because Philly lost, and they keep, see, keep seeming to pull together wins out of their ass, and they get a nice divisional matchup against Green Bay. Yeah. It's not a primetime game, though, right? Uh, I haven't checked the schedule. It might be, but... If it's, a prim- Kirk. if it's a primetime game, does that scare you at all? Pivot. Pivot. Like, uh, would that make you go off of Kirk? Give me Colt McCoy. I'm in a panic. I got to see. I got I to gotta know if it Vikings is a Vikings are playing game. at 425 this week. Okay, not a, prim- not a primetime game. So Not primetime. All right, cool. Uh, Ryan, who's your wideout? You mean my running back? Yeah, sure, whatever. Which one? Doesn't matter. Uh, somebody who's also been kind of a dark horse the past few weeks, Mr. Cam Akers. The wow. last standing running back over there in L.A. for some reason. He's been wow. awesome with Baker. Yeah. I believe he was RB1 last week overall. Yeah, you don't say those words too often. You don't. Found the end zone three times for some reason, and that matchup against Denver, and now he gets a matchup against the Chargers. Chargers defense is definitely um, not what people would expect it to be, and I don't know if Derwin James is going to get suspended or not for that hit. He is suspended. Oh, did that come out? that yep. happen? Okay, so how long is he suspended for? I think it's one game. Yeah. So, or maybe it wasn't him that got somebody got suspended. Maybe it wasn't Derwin James. I, if he didn't, he might get suspended for that. That hit was, I mean, that disgusting. Yeah, that was that was a tough hit. So, that's one of those ones where I was watching it live, like on TV as it happened, and I made like the Ooh, yeah, face. I, literally Sam. I was like, oh, I, yeah. so all right, can't make. I mean, that's hey. Sometimes I've won champ. I won a championship with Blake Bortles. So you never know. Sometimes, yeah, it, it happens. I mean, some people might, if Hurts sits, there might be some Gardner Minshew champions this year. So, weirder things have definitely happened. So, I, I, I can I can feel you on that. Seta, who's your running back? I'm going to go with Mr. Brian Robinson going up against Cleveland, who has just gotten absolutely torched on the ground this year. And I think that can be, you know, a big, big dose of Brian Robinson this week, especially because they actually have to win to keep their hopes alive in the playoffs. So uh, I like Brian Robinson a lot. Yeah, Gibson's dealing with an injury too. So I, that, that, that's the good one. Why do you – like why – as Browns fans, why is Cleveland getting gashed like that on the ground? I feel like their defense wasn't that bad. Their team's just we, falling apart. I mean, we have no linebackers and no defensive tackles. Yeah. I mean, it's an easy, easy, easy recipe to get gashed on the ground. Are you two on the fire Stefanski train that's going around in Cleveland right now? If it brings me Sean Payton. If it brings us Sean Payton. Okay. That's so, but if it's not Sean Payton, keep Stefanski. Is that where you're at? I'm, I'll write out one more year. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it would depend. Like, it would have to be, like, a proven upgrade at this point. Like, already, like, proven playoff wins, proven some, like, something else, in, like, to move on. It, like, I Belichick like. or McVeigh just randomly decide to come coach yeah, for the Yeah, Browns. like, so, something crazy like that to happen. Yeah, I'm not going through Freddie Kitchens 2.0. No. Not happening. You don't want to get Hackett 
he's a, he's a free agent now. Nope. <laughs> so uh, my running back hit of the week, that's uh, Tyler Algier. I hinted at him earlier going up against the Arizona Cardinals. We watched what Leonard Fournette just did to that Cardinals team, and Algier's been good. He's been getting the carries. He's been getting the workload. Um, if you got this guy, I managed to just pick him up on a roster, surprisingly. I couldn't believe he was there, but he was there. And I probably am going to be starting him. So he, he's a good good option this week in a plus matchup. I'd fire up your Tyler, Tyler Algier. And um, I'll keep it moving here with uh, my wideout. I hinted his name earlier as well. That's Garrett Wilson going up against Seattle. Seattle's defense. Seattle as a whole, that entire team has been falling apart. The Jets are going to try to knuckle down here and revive their playoff hopes and see what they can do. They were uh, strong strong front runners on that run for that race for a minute. And then, you know, Zach Wilson kind of came and fucked a lot of that up. But um, I like Garrett Wilson a lot when Mike White is under center. And um, so I think that he is a good option this week. And uh, so, Seto, who's your wideout? Um, my wideout this week, I don't know. This is a tough one because this is a guy you're going to probably pick up off the waiver wire, but it's uh, Mr. Hodgins for the New York Giants. I like pretty, this one. It's He's pretty much the only receiver they got left, and he's getting all the looks. He's caught touchdown a few times. Like, this is a solid guy that may still be on your waiver wire if you are hurting bad at that position. Yeah, I like this one. I'm in on that. So, and he's going up against the Colts. I yeah. forgot to say that. All right, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about somebody who I talked about a little bit earlier as well, and that's Mr. DJ Moore. Somebody who strung together, you know, a good few games the last two weeks. Actually, the last three weeks, if you don't count Week 14, where he put up a zero burger essentially. But he actually he did it, boys. He caught more than four touchdowns this year. He's currently sitting at six. No. Yeah, shocking. Wow. That is, but he's crazy. also. 250 yards away from a thousand, which was also his norm. So you win some, you lose some. It evens out. He is, that team overall has not been great this year. That offense has not been great. They're still kind of, I don't know if they're eliminated from the playoffs yet. That Carolina, win last week. They're not. Yeah. No, they're not. So they still have something to play for. Yeah, and they, they get do. a divisional matchup, a big divisional matchup then against Tampa Bay. That game is going to pretty much decide who ends up. I mean, I don't know where the Saints are. I know the Falcons are basically out of it, but I, 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 it's basically, from to my knowledge, it's between Carolina and Tampa Bay. I could be wrong with the Saints, but... I think the Saints are still in the mix now that with that win over Cleveland. Yeah. Fuck the Saints. So, uh, knocked us out of playoff contention. But no, DJ Moore, fire him up. I feel like you have to start him now against me. Like, you don't have a choice. You just made him your, your hit of the week. He's got to be in I, I've already brought it up. I'm probably playing him over DeAndre Hopkins. That's confidence right there. That's for sure. So, um, Ryan, you got, got a tight end for us? Uh, I do have a tight end for you, and I'm going with Evan Ingram against the Houston nice. Texans. We were talking earlier about how the Jags and the Titans are kind of in the same boat where it doesn't matter what happens this week. The division comes down to their Week 18 matchup, but the Jags still have to win to kind of keep their seven seed opportunity alive. So I think they'll still be playing a lot of their starters. And Evan Ingram's looked pretty solid a couple times this year, and Trevor Lawrence is really putting it together. So a dog shit matchup with Houston, I am all aboard. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I'm definitely all in on the uh, Evan Ingram train. And uh, I'll go ahead and uh, talk about my guy. That's Pat Fryermuth against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I know that Pat Fryermuth's been very wishy-washy uh, recently, but he's been dealing with an injury. Said you're shaking your head because you were burned by him. I remember we had that conversation. He has been nursing an injury that has been affecting his gameplay. We saw this week he was no longer on the injury report. He looks to be back. He's 100% healthy. And they are going against the Ravens, who are a very, very strong secondary. They're very, very good against wide receivers. This leaves Fryermuth to get open and be kind of that security blanket for uh, Pickett. 
So I think that he's going to have a chance to have a decent game. And if you want some proof on that, just look back to literally like two weeks ago when he played against the Ravens and saw six targets and turned it into 10 half PPR points. So he's a good bet around the red zone when they get close there because they're going to be locking down DeAndre or Deontay and uh, Pickens. And, yeah, I think this is – if you're in that position, this is a decent week that you can trust Ryan The Muth is going to be Luth. So I'm in. Yeah, Muth burned me, but we'll move on from that. Um, I'm going to go with Higby uh, going up against the Chargers. He is seeing – the same amount of targets as he's been seeing all year, which has made him a decent start, but he's catching touchdowns as of late. So I like Higby in this matchup. So fire me up if he's going to keep seeing those targets. They they have no other options there. Like at this, and that's probably why Baker's good. There's not a solidified wide receiver one. Like if Cooper Cup was on the field, Baker would suck. It'd be bad. But there's no like real wide receiver one. So that's probably why Baker's doing good. But yeah. I, I, I like that one a lot. I mean, don't overthink it. Higbeast has been dominating. So, Seta, who's your defense? Uh, I'm going to go with the New York Giants going up against Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Love this one. Colts stink. Uh, enough said. Yeah, Nick Foles. That's three interceptions. And they're sticking with them. You know. They have said I, they're sticking with them. Yeah, I don't understand it, but, you know, here we are. Uh, and so, my defensive stream of the week is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Denver Broncos. Unfortunately, I gave you guys bad advice last week. I told you to start the Broncos. If it makes you feel any better, I almost lost a championship, or I almost lost a semifinal because I started the Broncos, and they gave me negative four points. It was bad. But I I just, as you saw that defense, like you just saw the moment they gave up. Like they were literally like, fuck this, we're done. So, and that's kind of just the Broncos mindset right now is fuck this, we're done. It's a divided locker room. That whole team is just a dumpster fire at the moment. And Kansas City, they're fighting for that number one seed. And it's going to be in Kansas City, which is always a tough place to go in December. And so, yeah, I think that the KC defense is going to be a strong option this week, possibly going to bring some people some championships. So, I'm in. like it. like it a lot. My defense, I'm going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sticking in Jacksonville here. And not for the reason you would think. They have not been a good defense. They've given up crazy amounts of points in a lot of games this week. But that matchup against Houston. And the one thing working for them is Chicago keeps losing games too. So Houston needs to keep on losing games in order to keep a hold of that first overall pick, especially because they have that tie. They can't finish with the same amount of wins as Chicago and hold on to that number one overall pick. So the tank is official and they are going to be full on not trying. Yeah, I did, it doesn't concern you that they have kind of been trying though and they've been doing good. Not which not when it comes down to the last two weeks of the season, where Chicago would have to win a game for them to kind of hold that pick. And that's yeah. a big pick this year. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, hey, I I've been riding that train all year, but the last few weeks it's not it's not been good. So but um I feel that. And uh that's uh that's it, right? That's it. That that is it. So well as always, um if you guys got questions, you guys got start sit decisions, you guys any, you know, question you have. Find us at Hitstick Fantasy on Twitter. We'll happily be here for you and help you kind of navigate through your uh, championship week here. Let's hope we get a lot of uh, Hitstick listeners showing us them titles. If you win a title, tweet it at us because we want to see it. So, but otherwise, I'm not the quarterback, Chris Sims. You can find me at Hitstick Chris on Twitter. Where can you find yourself, Ryan? I'm at the real Ryan Long. 
I'm at Michael underscore Seta. And make sure you follow us all on Twitter. And uh, stay tuned for draft time when it becomes combine. We're going to be uh, launching some crazy content out yeah. there. So stay tuned. See you guys next week. Good luck in your chips. Fuck you, Chris Sims. You're going down. You're going down, bitch. Fuck you. No, 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 fuck you.